Dress the History of Fashion is a production of iHeartRadio. For over 7 billion people in the world, we all have one thing in common. Every day, we all get dressed. Welcome to Dressed, the History of Fashion, a podcast where we explore the who, what, when of why we wear. We are fashion historians and your hosts, April Callahan and Cassidy Zachary. So today's fashion history mystery is brought to us all by the thoughtful listeners that shared with us this fantastic recent New York Times article entitled, Should These Clothes Be Saved? It was written by the fashion critic Vanessa Friedman. Vanessa is the fashion director and chief fashion critic for the New York Times, which is a position that she has held since 2014. But for this article, it was not high fashion which captured her attention, but rather everyday women's clothing, thousands of pieces of it to be exact, quote, preserved in lockers in a college basement. She asks, but where does their value lie? And it's an excellent question, April. I mean, so often we travel to museum exhibitions only to see the most premier example of historical high fashion on display. So be it an 18th century robe à la française in pristine condition or an 1950s bejeweled evening gown by Christian Dior, you know, fashion museums collect fashion after all with the intention of highlighting the styles, trends, and designers that best speak to any given era. And of course, these supreme examples of high fashion are associated with the wealthy elite who could afford to commission and wear them. But with over 7 billion people, as we always say, Cass, at the beginning of every episode, what about the clothing that the other 98% of humans wear um, and have worn? Do not the clothes of everyday men and women deserve the attention of museums and scholars? I mean, these types of clothing might indeed be in line with fashionable trends, but they are also just as likely to be utilitarian or not particularly stylish at all. I mean, does the ordinary have value? And I mean, there is much value to be placed in the ordinary and also the worn. And this is something that the Fashion Institute of Technology, the Museum at FIT, explored in their 2018 Fashion Unraveled exhibition. And, you know, they really acknowledge that, quote, this is not your typical fashion exhibition, quote, rather than feature pristine clothes that exemplify a theme, a time period, or a designer's aesthetic, this exhibition explored the roles of memories and imperfection in fashion. And it highlighted the aberrant beauty and flawed objects, giving precedence to garments that have been altered, left unfinished, or deconstructed. These selections underscored one elemental fact about clothing, that it is designed to be worn and has in some cases been worn out. And it is because clothing is meant to be worn cast that a lot of the everyday clothing worn by the vast majority of humans on this planet throughout history has simply not survived. Today, of course, we live in this world of mass consumption and fast fashion, but prior to the 20th century, clothing was something to be valued and used long-term as almost like an investment. It was worn until it could be worn no longer. Right, and there are so many great pieces in museums collections, such as those displayed in Fashion Unraveled, that show how both men and women, rather than disposing of their garments in favor of the latest trends, would instead adapt their clothing to it. So shortening and dropping hemlines, for instance, in an effort to preserve these valuable garments. And I'm actually really sorry to have missed this exhibition, April, because it is the stories behind the clothes we wear that have always been the most appealing to me. And this exhibition highlighted not only the garments, but the everyday people who wore them. And it's, it just it was a really special uh, exhibit, it felt like. 
Yeah, and Vanessa's recent New York Times article underscores this exact point by highlighting an at-risk collection of historic dress at Smith College, which is, of course, a women's liberal arts college in Northampton, Massachusetts. And Smith um, is a very well-respected institution with alumni including Gloria Steinem, who we love. Yay. Um, And Smith College has been educating women for over 140 years. But despite being an all-women's school, the school itself is struggling to find the value in the everyday women's clothing that comprises this incredible collection, even though a lot of it was donated and worn by the alumni themselves. Yeah, and the unofficial Smith College Historic Clothing Collection is actually comprised of over 3,000 pieces. And this includes dresses and suits and shoes and handbags and accessories. So, and I, I mean, I really want you to note my use of unofficial, something that Vanessa points out too, is because this collection is not financially supported by the institution. So it's not an official part of the college. It is instead this incredible passion project that was created by this alumni and costume designer by the name of Catherine Kiki Smith, who alone has maintained and grown the collection since its inception, since she created it in the 1970s. Kiki returned to the school as a theater professor in 1974 and quickly realized that many of the costumes that she was using in productions were actual historical pieces that had been donated by the alumni over the years. It did not take her long to realize the value in preserving these garments as, quote, journals into women's lives from the past. And these, quote unquote, material journals include everything from 19th century aprons to uniforms of Smith students who served as nurses during World War I, all the way to 1970s Diane von Furstenberg wrap dresses. You know, all of these speak to the diverse range of women who wore these clothes. And Kiki defines the collection as a, quote, liberal arts archive that advances the academic inquiry of women of diverse economic and social backgrounds through the study of their dress from the 19th century to today. And while many of the pieces in the collection were donated by alumni, many others were acquired by Kiki herself using her own money, something she purchased and then donated to the collection. And I have to say my little collections manager heart rate went up a bit when (laughs) (laughs) Vanessa writes about how these these historic garments are stored. I mean, they're crammed under racks and in cardboard boxes in the basement and lockers uh, down there. And I mean, that's really because this collection has received almost no funding from the school and it's actually at risk of being dispersed. So we know how important property care is in the preservation of garments and textiles. And as this article proves, this collection is worth saving. I mean, Cass, as as you know, it is an expensive undertaking to properly store and care for clothing collections. And we had the pleasure of talking to Met Costume Institute's head conservator, Sarah Scaturo, last season. And, and she went into the intricacies of properly protecting clothing and accessories, which can come in a diverse range of materials. I mean, there's so much here to consider the issues like climate control, which includes monitoring the temperature and humidity, for instance, but also pest control. I mean, Kiki estimates that the cost to preserve this collection would probably be about seven and a half million dollars. So this is no small amount. And as Vanessa points out, quote, one of the problems is that much of the collection's worth is hard to quantify. It lies in notions about the value of honoring and studying the lives of unsung women, not in any specific dollar amount tied to the quality of a textile or the profile of the person who wore it. You know, so essentially finding the value beyond these traditional markers of value, what constitutes value. Acknowledging and appreciating the sweat stain on a garment, for instance, 
uh, as this imprint of the woman who wore it rather than something to be dismissed and discarded. So really, I mean, much of the value in these clothes lies in the humanity connected to them. And we would love to hear your thoughts about this question, dress listeners. Should clothes be saved? Should more institutions value this type of clothing? Should we work on rewriting the narrative surrounding the value of quote-unquote old clothes? As always, we would love to hear from you, and you can write to us at dressed at iheartmedia.com, or you can direct message us on Instagram at dressed underscore podcast. You can also show your support for the Smith College Historic Clothing Collection by following them at SC Historic Clothing on Instagram. And dress listeners, we actually have something very, very exciting to announce. Yes. Um, we have partnered with a group experiential travel company called Like Minds Travel. And in a year from now, so in June of 2020, we're actually going to be going to Paris. Paris! Yay! Yes. So stay tuned for more information about the Trust Fashion History Tour of Paris coming to you in June of 2020. For more information, you can actually head to likemindstravel.com. Check out their event section for the Dressed Experience. Yeah, so you can come along, tag along with us, and we're going to do fashion history Parisian style. Oh, yeah. So that does it for us today, Dress listeners. Please tune in to our full-length episode this coming Tuesday. As always, a special thank you to our producers, Casey Pegram, who actually just sent April and I images of his stay at the Pantone Hotel in Brussels. So thank you, Casey. And of course, many thanks to our producer, Holly Fry, and everyone else at iHeartRadio that makes the show possible each and every week. Catch you Tuesday. Dress the History of Fashion is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever else you listen to your favorite shows.